Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, you guys, and welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie, and we are so happy to be here. (laughs) We're thrilled. (laughs) No, we really are. (laughs) We're we're not being catty bitches. Um, I was being a catty bitch last week, but I'm not this week, you guys. I'm an angel this week. Oh, always. Angel of perfection. (laughs) Katie, I also didn't tell you, I am sipping on some red wine right now. Nice. I just need it. After today, I just, I want a glass of red wine. So I'm doing it. I'll be doing that later on. It's a little too early for me here. I mean, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's Berlin time there, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) It's 8 o'clock. You can do it. Right. Um, Apologies to people who saw my story that I posted about the votes. I was just so bummed (laughs) that we were losing the Brody Award um, nomination votes, whatever, because I was like, guys, we have this in the bag. Like, we're (laughs) winning. It's fine. And then I checked my phone and I was like, what the fuck? We're 150 votes behind. I must do something about this. So my red wine lips, I decided to record a story while my man's in the bathroom. I don't know what he's doing. And I was like, everyone, (laughs) go vote for us. So I apologize for my red wine drunken story that I posted. Sorry, guys. I loved it. I also wanted to say thanks to everyone who voted because even though we aren't going to win, it really did mean a lot that a lot of you took the time to vote and promote us on your social media and things like that. And it warmed our hearts, even though we didn't win. There's always next year, as they say. (laughs) Exactly. Like, really, it was it was super cool to be nominated and Special shout out to Christine, who was one of the people who we know nominated us. I know you have to have three, but um, thanks to her and and the other two and whoever else who nominated us. That was really cool, and it made us feel all the feelings. Um, And yeah, like Katie said, to next year, hopefully we can win and be, you know, women supporting. And I don't know, I, I read somewhere that the award from the previous years, I think like nine, ten years, were all won by men. So it would be really cool. It would. Women to, you know, women podcasters. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> women um, to win. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in other news, before we get into... <laughs> Uh, the chunk of our our main episode here before we just wanted to clarify some things from last week so if you listened to last week's episode we talked about multi-level marketing and wow we did we get a response (laughs) so we got I think even more pushback and more angry messages about that episode than we did about our abortion episode which was surprising to me yeah it was shocking um so a message we got that was really common um was you some of you were quite angry that we said to not buy MLM products from MLM whatever distributors um and I think it came it might have come across as me saying don't support your friends and that's not what I meant so I want to clarify I'm I did, I meant don't support companies that you find unethical. Now, so Sarah and I both, we don't think that the way multi-level marketing works is ethical, an ethical way to do business. Same like how I don't, I don't eat at Chick-fil-A, for example, because I don't support the anti-gay things that happen with Chick-fil-A. Same like I would, I will not buy anything from City Creek Mall because I know it's run by the Mormon church. Um, and so by that same, that same idea spreads to I'm not buying from an MLM. Now, if I had a friend that was in an MLM and was trying to sell me something because they really need, you know, whatever they say, they need to pay their family's bills or they need to buy groceries. I would so much rather just buy their groceries for them or take them to a nice dinner 
or babysit for them or loan them some money than buy a product from them that I don't really probably don't really want, you know, and uh-huh. they're not making much money off of it. Most of it's going to the big corporation that I think is unethical. And of course, like it happens like every single day, I'm sure I, I try my best to not support companies that I don't like their practices. And of course, like it's hard to avoid in some exactly. cases. I, mean, I don't know, like the, every single one of them. Yeah, but I, I want to try my best. And so that's what I mean when I said that I wanted to clarify. And also to jump on that, first of all, I don't regret anything that was said I don't, on that. Yeah, episode. same. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to say that we stand by it still. So exactly. whatever. Which I know was, <laughs> it's definitely going to ruffle some feathers and from people who sent us messages, very long ones, some some handled them very diplomatic and respectful. And for those people, thank you. Like that was, yeah. it was really nice to read feedback like that. And that was done in a respectful way. Now the other ones who were sent nasty and blah, blah, blah. Who oh, didn't even listen yeah. to our episode. Fuck off. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, but we specifically said in the beginning of the episode that this does not apply to every single person participating in an MLM. Just like when we talk about the Mormon religion, we're not talking about every single Mormon is the exact same way. We're talking about the institution as a whole. And that's what we were talking about with MLMs. So, you know, get off your high horse. Those people who sent really (laughs) unnecessary messages and at least if you're going to send those messages, take the time to listen to the episode and yeah. hear what we have to say before engaging in any type of debate. Like for yes. me, that's just a given. Like I'm not going to enter into a conversation with someone arguing or throwing false claims, whatever, unless I've heard their entire point inside of the story. Yep. Ooh. The irony was so high, you guys. Like I was just telling Sarah before we began, um, because... It, they, oh man, the, the MLM folks or women men, mainly, they came out in droves to attack us. And it really was this like, this cult-like mentality. Yeah. And it, it was kind of great in a way because it proved our point of that they will not listen to your side. They get very defensive. And it was very much like being in a cult. And uh, so it was kind of a good little <laughs> representation actually of what we said in last episode. So Exactly. It was just, it was funny to me because I sat there and and Kitty and I talked about it as we kept getting these messages and comments. And I was like, you know, we're doing something right. If we're getting this many (laughs) negative comments, it means we've ruffled some feathers, but that also means we're shedding a lot of light on some truth that people don't want to acknowledge and anything that makes a person uncomfortable is going to get a reaction like that. And especially if they're participating in it. And so for me, it was like, you know what? Like the fact that they're trying so hard to justify and defend this, which I know some who are listening are thinking like, well, you bitches just spent five minutes talking about it. Um, But we're not defending what we said or justifying it. We still stay strong to our original message and content. Um, but I'm sorry for those who have experienced positive experience, you know, interactions with MLNs. Great. But for the majority of people who have had really horrible and negative experiences, I think it's quite dismissive to simply say it's up to, you know, people don't work hard enough or that's not how MLMs work. I've made a ton of money. Well, good for you, but a lot of other people haven't. It's exactly how um, when we get Mormons who critique us and say, I'm a Mormon, I'm super happy being Mormon. And, you know, Mormonism isn't what you say it is. Mormonism is great. It's great for me. I love paying tithing. I'm like, well, okay, fine. Good for you. I can't tell you what to do with your money. I can't tell you what to do. But here's what I can tell you is the truth about your church and the truth about how it's affected and hurt all of these other people. And just because you haven't experienced the pain doesn't make it not real. And same thing goes for the MLMs. So there you go. That's my piece. That's what I had to say before we started. (laughs) Mic drop, (laughs) motherfucker. Um, So now we have an even more exciting topic. Okay. You guys, this is so 
Oh my gosh, this is so blasphemous and wonderful. <laughs> so we have a listener, uh, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe, <laughs> because she sent us a special package in the mail that I have right here next to me. And inside, I haven't, I have only opened it, but I haven't pulled out the contents yet. She sent us, though, I, w- I will tell you before I take it out, she sent us her temple clothes. Chloe, you're a babe. You're a star. We love you for sending us this. Like, so nice to send oh, us the package so and give nice. us this material. Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know, Katie. Though it's it's weird to me, and maybe listeners like those who went through the temple, or even who didn't, but were just in the church for a while. I feel I still have this like nervousness about it like as if like oh my God, this is so blasphemous that yeah. we're talking about it and that eventually Katie and I will share this on our story so like we can actually see the yeah. temple clothes and I That's still get a bit like oh like it's so oh, totally I I do too and as you guys maybe know I never went through the temple I stopped like attending church before I was of temple age. And so even, but even for me, just getting this and opening it and looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is like juicy and kind of scary, but also exciting. But yeah, because listeners, if you don't know, these clothes are like sacred to Mormons and you're not supposed to show them to anyone and, like, you just wear them inside the temple um, for when you're doing your, like, temple ceremonies and things. And they're different from the garments, which is the underwear that you wear every single day. These clothes are just for what happens inside the temple, which Sarah has done many I a have. time. <laughs> and I just want to, like, throw this out here from the beginning, especially for people who did not grow up Mormon and are just interested in this. Like when we covered the episode on tithing the other week and how much money individuals spend on temple or on the church in general, Uh it gets even crazier when you count in and factor in temple trips because you have to pay usually like, so where I was from, you'd have to pay a certain amount for every person to rent a bus to drive to a temple. Us was in Atlanta And when I moved to Berlin, it was Frankfurt. So you have to pay a certain amount. Plus, when you get there, if you don't have the temple clothes, like the dress and the whole kit, you have to pay for that, too. Like, you rent that at the temple. So every time I would go, it was, like, at least 30 euros I'm spending for a temple trip. (laughs) And you guys, the... um. (laughs) <laughs> the workers at the temple, like all of the people who run the temple and help you when you're in there, they're they're volunteers. They don't get paid. So nice. all that money that you're rent you renting your dress or whatever, it just goes straight to the church. <laughs> it not blows my mind. Like I'm a bit envious. I know I've said this multiple times, but I'm a bit envious of Joseph Smith and his marketing and like. <laughs> business ideas because he I mean literally the Mormon church profits so much because they have this idea of you know you volunteer for free you know and they and they used to say it like how I grew up as a Mormon saying like yeah well our church doesn't require you um your money to pay for like a bishop and blah blah and we're so much better but now I'm like no actually it's horrible because the church is able to profit so much from the members because they tell them they have to volunteer for everything, whether it's a calling, mission, temple work, whatever you're doing it of your free will and time. Like even cleaning the freaking yes, trips, scrubbing the toilets, you do it for free. <laughs> Y'all, I was such a bitch about that. Like the last three years, I think before I left, and even you know when I was active, I would never clean the. T- I did it handful of times and then I was like this is bullshit like we pay tithing why are we like pay like cleaning the church every week like it just it blew my mind I was like where is my money going to and that was the first time 
I really started questioning tithing because I mm-hmm. was like, what am what are we paying into then if we have to like, you know, clean the church every month and like every week anyways and provide the bread for the sacrament and do all this shit. I was like, what? Yeah, and- seriously. Um, so anyway, so these temple clothes, um, yeah, I guess, how should we do this? Maybe I'll just pull out piece by piece and describe it and then you can. Oh, and then I can guess what it is and tell you guys about it. And you, yeah, you can tell us how it's used in the temple and perhaps, I don't know if there are going to be symbols on any of this or what, I don't know. Um, but you guys, they will be. So I've seen pictures of these, obviously, online, but I've never seen them or touched them with my bare hands. Oh, my God. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to just pull out the first thing. Okay. It's like Christmas via Skype. So it's like folded in like a pillowcase kind of thing. Yes. So okay. that is the kit. That's the temple. Oh, so this kit. is the this is the kit. Okay, okay. And there's a couple of things here. Okay, so I'm opening the kit up. Which again, to sorry, Katie. So people are who don't know what this looks like. It literally does, like Katie said, it looks like a small pillowcase. Yeah. And it's always white, but it's like a translucent yep, white. white, almost like silk or some weird material. Yeah. And there's, like, it's kind of, like, embroidered. It's actually a really pretty embroidery on the outside that looks like leaves and stuff. And then you, like, open it, and there's all these other white pieces of fluff and clothing in here. So I'm trying. Okay, so I have one thing. This, it's, like, see-through white. It's, like, a long piece of fabric, and it has ribbons that tie in the front and the back. So that is the robe. Um, so this is the robe. Okay, so how does this go on? Oh. Okay. So in the ceremony, you have the robe, when you begin, it is on your, oh, listeners, you might have to correct me. It is on your left side. So okay. the robe goes on one side, and then the, the two ribbons will tie on your other side. So I see you guys I'm putting it over my shoulder right now and I literally just got like a feeling of like oh my god this has been in a Mormon temple okay and I'm so you wrap it around oh I see how it goes and then you tie it over here like kind of across your boob no 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 no. so it's just be on one shoulder so you put it on one shoulder and I I think I'm wrong it's the first time it's on your right Okay. And then you tie, you join, join the two ribbons to uh-huh. tie on your left side. Oh, okay. So what does that, like, symbolize? Do you well, know? Well, it's the whole principle of right and left. You know, it's like the right hand of God and that's more <laughs> righteous. So in the beginning, you have it tied on the left because that's when it, it's talking about Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. So you watch this video and at certain points, they pause the video, and the temple worker will then say, and now, brothers and sisters, like, we will participate in blah, blah, blah. And you, like, stand up, and you have to put these clothing on. And this is when, <laughs> this is when Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So then they realize they're naked, and they put on this robe. And it's tied on the left side. Again, listeners, maybe correct me if I'm getting the sides wrong, but I'm pretty sure you first tie it on your left side. And that's, so the robe goes on first. Sounds like a lot of shame is involved. Like bodily shame. Yeah, for Um, sure. Okay, I'm pulling out the next thing. Oh my God. Oh, I know what this is. I'm just going to say what this is. This is creepy. This is the veil. So it's like, maybe do that one last. Okay, okay, I'll save it. Okay. okay. So next is oh. <laughs> so there's like I'll just say what these are too. They're like little stockings, like white stockings. Oh, I was just going to get to that. So you guys, ugh, they make you wear white stockings that are like <laughs> they just cover your calves, like they go yeah, under like- your calves. Yeah, they're, like, short, like, little stockings that would only come up to your calf, but, like, 
I don't know. That's so weird that they would even control what kind of socks you wear. Yeah. And they're disgusting. It's like you feel like a 90-year-old woman with, like, varicose veins. Yeah. You guys, they're, like, little, like, uh, yeah, like, nylons, but short. (laughs) Yeah. And you definitely have to wear those. Like, it's not an option. So... Okay, and so here is, like, I don't know if this this might be going to something else. I'm not sure. It's just, like, a long, almost, like, sash thing that looks like you might tie it around your waist. And it's just that same white, like, see-through kind of white yeah. material. <laughs> so leave that there. That goes okay. on. That's step number three, I believe. Okay. So next thing I see in the box is, oh, God. <laughs> It's green. Ooh, and, okay. We're getting there. Okay, so is this a good time to talk about this yeah. one? Okay, so, go so ahead and describe that one. It's like a a rectangular piece of green fabric that has patterns of leaves embroidered on it with <laughs> black stitching or like dark green stitching and then there's these white ribbons sewn on to either side of it which looks to me like you would tie it around exactly I'm giggling your so much imagining you putting all these triple oh, clothes you, right I'm now I'm literally like putting it around my waist right now like oh my god and it's creeping me out a little <laughs> I love it <laughs> yeah so that is the apron and you do tie it around your waist so it should be so the the green leaves should cover your gentle, genital area. Oh, so, it, yeah, it's like your Adam and Eve. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if there was a lot of noise, I just moved the little thing, but it went right by the mic. Anyway, so it's kind of like your Adam and Eve. Um, uh, yeah. Covering yourself. Um. So do men have this, too? Yes, they do. <laughs> so everyone, and so, yeah, that's actually a good point. So the men... Whenever you stand up, so the, I, I don't know what the official name, but like the moderator is what I'm going to call this temple worker. And it's always a male, by the way. Um, he stands at the front. And so you watch this video. It's So the whole ceremony, backtrack, the whole ceremony takes two hours. You watch this video, which is like <sighs> God and Jesus and John and a few other, like I'm getting this all wrong, but they're like talking about the creation and then the fall of, you know, Lucifer and the host, a third of the hosts of heaven. And then it's the Garden of Eden. And then obviously Adam and Eve are in there. And well, Adam first. And then he's like, oh, I, I'm lonely. Make me a companion. So they're like, go lay down. And when you wake up, one of your ribs will be gone and Eve will be there. And it's like, <laughs> and Eve comes and it's like. It's so frustrating, you guys, because Eve is portrayed as, like, this meek, dumb woman, and it's just so frustrating. Um, And then you have Lucifer, who's my favorite character, because he has this amazing cape that he, like, constantly, like, and it's my favorite. Like, it was so hard for me not to giggle in this part of the movie, like, every time. So, anyway, so then once they get kicked out of the Garden of Eden, that's when the moderator, like, the lights come on, and the moderator's like, okay, now stand, and blah, 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 and you put on the robe, which Katie already did, and you tie it to your left, and then you put on the apron, which represents, you know, again, that Adam and Eve realize that they are naked, and they have to be covered, and blah, 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 so they put on the apron, and... Then the sash that you're referring to is, it also is tied around your waist, but oh, okay. you tie it to the same side as your rope, so the left side. Oh, that's so weird. It's just like an extra thing yeah, to do, like an extra step. I'm pretty sure there's a reason behind it, but I don't remember that. Obviously, I was, and, and also another thing to keep in mind you're taught that during the whole ceremony, you have to really pay attention and focus and like try to feel the spirit, but also you're a proxy for a dead person who is going through the temple for the first time. So you have to really pay attention and like do everything a hundred percent perfect <laughs> because you're doing it on behalf of someone else. That's just, this is, uh, I know we talk about it, but it just never doesn't get, less weird <laughs> I know it's, it's giving me the creeps just like remembering this um yeah so then you tie the sash to your left oh and another thing to backtrack 
you it's I don't know why you have to do this, but you ha- you have to take off your slippers. Well, I just pulled the slippers out of the box. Yeah, so guys, they're like satin ballerina slippers. And they're my size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like little ballerina slippers. Oh, oh, I feel so yeah. weird. I just it's put them on. So weird. And they're like really squishy on the bottom, actually. Yeah, they were just. And they're. I was gonna say they're super duper clean, but of course they are, because you only wear them inside the temple. Yep. Yep. Oh um, my god. And they're white. If you, I didn't say that. Yeah. Like everything sad. is white, other than the green apron. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is blowing my mind. <laughs> so oh. you you stand up. They ask you to take off your slippers. Then you. Um, put on the robe and tie it, put on the apron and tie it, put on the sash and tie it. And then I think you put on the veil at this point. I could be wrong. It could be the second part, but then you put on the veil and you leave it. You don't have to cover your face. You just have to put it on so that you're wearing it. But the veil veil has like, it's like a headband with this flowing part in the back and then the shorter part in the front that can cover your face when you pull it forward. And this is the only thing I've noticed so far anyway. Well, I guess besides the slippers, this one has like a tag on it that says LDS authorized pattern for use only by endowed members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and not for resale made in the USA. Oh! I didn't oh know they my actually god, had, I've like, never a... noticed that. Yeah, I'm breaking the rules. I'm breaking the rules. And there's like little it looks like there's do you tie this under your neck? There's like little Yeah, tops. yeah, 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 you do. That looks really uncomfortable. I'm not going to do uncomfortable. that. It's uncomfortable. And you guys, oh, I sorry, I'm like moving on my couch so you probably hear all these noises. It made me, I've talked about this before, but my anxiety was at its peak anytime we I had to go through the temple. I was just, like, so anxious. I had a thousand inside farts. Like, <laughs> my throat would get so dry because you're not allowed to bring in any water, none of that. And once the door shuts, you're not getting out because they have to finish the ceremony. <laughs> Oh, so, I like, it. panic attacks for me. And then also, in this whole process, when you're having to put on these clothes, I had only gone through the temple for about two years. So, I was still really new to it all. Maybe, maybe that's a lie, three years. But still, it was just a very awkward and weird thing for me. So, all these old people who are in there are, like, proficient at it and, like, can do it quickly or people who are like super righteous who went every single week were really good. But then there was me who's like fumbling <laughs> to like tie my robe and tie my sash. Yeah, and all these things you have to tie and like exactly. keep track of. And There's so, so I would weird. be, I was like so frantic and rushed because they would always have to wait on me. So everyone else is already like, put their slippers back on and sat down. And then there's me that has to get help from the temple workers because I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, I'm just, this whole time I'm like looking at these items in front of me and I'm imagining like a room full of people wearing this and then their faces covered by veils and the men wearing strange white hats. And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, this is creepy. Yeah. So <laughs> And also to imagine it even more, the room when you go in, it's, they shut the door behind you, and just to paint a picture in your minds, you have a left side and a right side of seats. On the left side, the women sit. On the right side, the men sit. And then in the middle, there is, in the front middle, there is a altar, and then like a little weird, like, thing where you kneel, Um, So you have the Uh altar and then like the kneeling spot. And then behind is this white curtain that is the veil and there are like holes cut out in it. Like, I don't know. I don't know why people think it's a cult. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Why is it a cult? I don't get it. Um, Um, Oh, 
Sorry. So then whenever you do that, you so you sit down and then you watch the video some more. And basically once um, Adam has been given the priesthood, the Melchizedek, what is it? Melchizedek. I can never pronounce that one. Priesthood. (laughs) Um, And he's been given the signs, which are the signs to prevent. So basically like false worshiping or false prophets because um, the angels come down and say like, only God can give you instructions as to what you're supposed to do and the priesthood and blah, 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 and the true gospel of the earth. And you will know this because any messenger of God will give you these signs. And so they give he gives them the signs. And then basically Satan tries to like the <laughs> angels, the messengers come back and they're like, and what is the sign? And he's like, the sign is, and you have to memorize this little script and a handshake thing. So you have four yeah. signs and four handshakes. And Satan is like, oh, what what do you need? Talking to the messengers because they're in disguise. And they're like, we want to learn what, I don't even know, some shit. Like, we want to learn what you're selling. And he's like, oh, you must give us gold and da-da-da-da. And the messengers are like, no, here's a sign. And that's when Adam is like, ah, they're from God. And Satan is the evil person. Kick him out. These people are of God. (laughs) Isn't there like a part I heard? I don't know if this is true, but is there a part where it's portrayed that Satan is like, or there's like some kind of Christian or Catholic priest or minister and they're like on the side of Satan? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think Uh so. Maybe in the older videos. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because they have uh, several different versions of the video. And I watched the old version once. And then the rest of the time I had the new version of the the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. Probably. But um, yeah, so then the veil. Okay, so to get to this point. So then once Adam has (laughs) people who are listening who weren't mormon growing up or like <laughs> what in the fuck are they talking what about is actually happening right now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so whenever that part happens in the video the lights come on and the moderator is like okay everyone stand up and you take off your slippers again and you take off your clothing like the temple clothing and you have to switch sides so then you put the robe on your left side and it ties to your right Again, that could be wrong. I might be getting the right and left mixed up. And then you tie the apron back on and the sash to the right side. And then you pull the veil over your eyes and you put your slippers on and you sit down. I wonder what the what's the symbolism of taking off your slippers? I don't know. I think it's to like prove that you're completely derobing. That's not a word, but like. Oh, like a clean slate. Do do men wear slippers? Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. If I remember correctly, they have slippers on too. I, I bet they're not shiny. No, just for the women. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, oh, under- and I forgot to say that the whole time the video is happening, and the whole time you have to stand up and do this, blah blah blah. They pick a married couple who's usually a young couple who are just married or this is the day they're getting sealed type thing. They go to the altar and they pretend to be Adam and Eve. Mm, Okay. So they're like kneeling at the altar. They're doing all the weird signs. And then once you learn the signs, the women temple workers go around and you have to like pass. Like you have to like. They, they say, what is a sign? And you have to give the correct sign to them. So it's like a weird handshake that you have to do. And, and each of the temple worker, like, you have to check off each person before you can proceed <laughs> to the next part. Yeah. I just, like, these are grown-ass adults. I know. Handshakes. It just and blows my mind. It's crazy, you guys. I wish I could properly describe the handshakes, but it's really hard to do via podcast. But if you're ever interested, if you just look up masonry, like if you look up the handshakes there, they're almost identical. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of diagrams on them online, too, if you Google it. And there are a few YouTube videos of uh, someone that snuck in 
And I think most of this has been secretly yeah. recorded, so you can also see how weird it is. <laughs> Ooh, and also, oh man, um, the oh, fuck, the singer from Neon Trees who left. I forget. Oh yeah, his name. Tyler Glenn. Yeah. Sorry. Tyler Glenn. Yeah, he does a music video when he leaves, oh, and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. I, he does all the signs in the video. Yeah, yeah, that's I love it. Yeah, so you can also see them there because I watched that as a Mormon and I was like, blasphemy! Oh my god! <laughs> and then I was like, I feel sick from watching this, and Satan is so real. I remember oh, that. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, I remember when that came out when everyone lost their mind, and I was secretly like, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Um, yeah. Um, so then, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just have a quick question. Mm-hmm. So, I so I guess I can just describe one other. There's two other things here. I, I just have a question about like the temple workers because okay, I'll just say she also sent like the actual temple dress which I have here that I'm holding up. So I'm guessing you just wear this. So it's long sleeved, high necked all the way to the ground and it's white. (laughs) Um, And I'm guessing that every single one of them is the same. Like it's not like you wear a different dress. No, you can have different temple dresses, but they all have to cover your entire arm and neck and go down to the floor. And they have to be white. So they essentially are all, like, almost exactly the same. Maybe just, like, slightly different in stitching or something. Basically, yeah. I mean, they're all white and should be the same. But then you have, like, those those Molly Mormons huh, who will, like, spend a lot of money to have a custom-made temple dress that will have, like, you know, a certain cut that's more flattering or... It's, okay. like, better material, or there's, like, embroidery and stuff. Like, it yeah. just really, like, some people had really nice temple dresses. And then there was me who rented every <laughs> every time. And because my tits are so big, they gave me, like, the hugest dress because nothing can be clinging. So I was, like, wearing a muumuu. Like, That's what I wore. Yeah. This one looks like it would kind of fit to your body a little bit more and it has like an empire waist with like gathers and there's like stitching around the um shoulder that looks like it would give it a little volume and it's actually from like a company called white elegance with a swan on the tag (laughs) Um, so I'm sure that's just a place where you buy temple dresses right um yeah well you can buy them in the the temple shop before so you have like the I got another way for them to make money yeah yeah of course like and they're quite expensive I looked at it because so lovely Chloe who sent in this package she obviously bought her kit and temple dress and I never did that I just rent it every time because it's quite an investment maybe it's not as expensive in the states but I remember looking in the shop in Germany and being like oh that's a lot of money that I have to spend on like buying a dress and then you buy the kit, which are each individual pieces, like, you know, the apron, the robe, the sash, the shoes, like you have to buy that. And then you have your little kit that you are supposed to like hide in your home so that no one ever finds it. That's a lot of money when you add it up. Yeah. Cause So, yeah, and then there's just one more piece, but I, ha- I have a question for this. But this, I think this is just like a slip. Did you wear a slip underneath your dress? Uh, yeah, yeah. So... The whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> um, you put on this slip, which is like usually, again, it's like silk material or satin. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of garments. Yeah. So it's the same material, but it's like, again, it's supposed to be very flowy. And yeah. put this on. So you have your garments, which are on underneath. That's like Those your, your underwears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you have those on, so those are all white, and then you have, like, this slip. Wait, first you have the garments, and then you have your bra on top of that, and then you have the slip, then you have the dress, and then you put on the white stockings and the slippers. (laughs) And then on top of that is the sash and the apron and the veil. Exactly. Holy cow. That's so much. Okay. So everyone's wearing this. And then, so my question was like, when you were talking about temple workers at the veil and stuff, do these women 
temple workers, are they just wearing like a temple dress or do they have on the full getup too? Good question. They are just wearing the dress. Okay. And I'm assuming the slippers. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I think if I remember correctly, and again, maybe listeners who have better memories than me, I don't think they wear the slippers. I think they just wear white shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And once you do the second part of the ceremony and you have the veil on and blah, 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 then you do the final sign and then you part the last symbols, you remove the veil, like you take the veil off your face and then um, they do the weird prayer circle, which is when you like so certain members <laughs> volunteer to go up to the front in front of the altar and you have the married couple who are kneeling at the altar and then oh wait maybe maybe the married couple isn't kneeling at the altar I can't really remember that detail but either way you have this weird circle that has to be male woman like male female male female and you have to like link by putting your arm on the shoulders type thing. Oh, so you're all like linked together. You're all in contact. And then the moderate, the temple worker says like, Oh, you know, here is our prayer box, which before you go into the temple, there's a prayer box that you can write down on a little piece of paper, names of people you want to pray for. Okay. And they put them in this box and then they bring the box <laughs> into the ceremony. They put it in the middle of the table and then everyone has to chant this thing that's like, oh, God, hear the words okay. of my mouth. Wait, hold on a sec. I yeah. have something I'm going to play for you. Hold on. Okay. so excited when I found that I hope you could hear it <laughs> oh my god you guys that just made me so sick to my stomach oh. I shit you not listeners a... and they're all like covered like they're all in white and they all look the same and they're raising their arms up yep. and as they have their arms up they say oh god hear the words of my mouth and bring their arms down all together at the same time like yep. almost in a bowing motion with their arms it is creepy it's so <laughs> creepy and I I never could get past that feeling and even towards it because everyone just kept saying oh you just have to go more often and the you know the more regular you attend the more you feel at peace and you feel the spirit and the more you prepare for it by reading the, the more you're and praying more you're yeah. brainwashed <laughs> exactly and then they're like you know and then eventually you can volunteer to go to the prayer circle and they called on me the last few times and I was like no I never did it because I felt so awkward and weirded out by it like it just made me so uncomfortable that I was like I don't want to participate yeah and um and then after that so after that weirdness then you're allowed to go up to the veil but you have to go up so usually there's like four Four people at a time can go up to the veil, but you have to go with the temple worker. So you do it row by row. So then, like, the first two people will go up and the temple worker. The women, obviously, go with the women temple workers and the men with the men temple workers. And you go to the veil, and <laughs> it's like a glory hole, basically. Oh, yeah, that's what we've said before, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And there's always a guy, like a man, behind the veil, and he says, like, you, you have to say your name, like, who you're performing this ordinance on behalf of, and then they ask you for the first sign, and then you have to repeat what the, like, I never memorize mine, because you can't, like, there's, I don't know how folks do it, they must just go so, so often that they can memorize it, because you're never given this text, it's not written yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So just have to remember it from hearing it so often. And because I only had like went through the temple for three years before I left and not that often, I never memorized it fully. Does, like, one, of them, does one of them say something along the lines of health in the navel and marrow in the bones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the third okay. sign. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So the first sign is 
I, I don't remember the wording, but you you hold the like you reach out and your pointer finger needs to see so latch onto the wrist. Each person grabs the wrist and the pointer finger should be pointing on the bone of the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one is like some weird like Star Trek shit where you like slide your hands <laughs> like the fingers and the hands like slide into this like weird position. I don't know how to explain it. And then the third one, they're like, and then you let go. And then there's a, so there's four little slots in the veil and each of these slots or slits in the veil, they represent the four symbols on your garments. Okay, cool. So I think here's a good point, like to, I guess, reiterate to people who don't know garments are totally different than all these temple clothes and garments are like basically your underwear. But yeah, the garments have those symbols on them. Like, uh, what is it? Like the backwards L? Yeah, so they're, so on both of your tits, (laughs) your (laughs) boobs, like there's like a little horizontal, if I remember correctly horizontal lines and then I just looked it up and I isn't the horizontal ones like on like where your knee is and then on like your belly button ah right 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 so the horizontal is above your belly button and above your knee (laughs) and then the l shape ones are on yeah like the the l and the v or whatever and they're like embroidered in like and they're totally just stolen from Freemasonry, but um, they're supposed to symbolize. Do you know what they're supposed to symbolize? I I feel like I looked it up. Let me see. It's like the the one above the stomach is the third sign, which is the navel, the one that you were saying. (laughs) Okay. Bones and navel and shit like that. The one on the knee is supposed to represent when you get on your knees to pray, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah. And I can't remember the ones on your chest. Okay, I think I. I found them here. So the um, so the compass. They say the compass is the one that's like a V that's on one of your boobies, <laughs> and it <laughs> represents an undeviating course leading to eternal life. A constant reminder that desires, appetites, and passions are to be kept within the bounds the Lord has set, and that all truth may be circumscribed into one great whole. And then the little L-shaped one represents exactness and honor in keeping the commandments and covenants of God. Ooh. Oh God. So yikes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. And then, so once you do all the weird handshakes through the glory holes, like <laughs> you, then you, the God or the man on the other side opens the veil and you come through and they're like, welcome sister. And then you walk into the celestial room, which is supposed to represent the highest level of heaven for Mormons, which is celestial kingdom. And so this room has like these reflective mirror, like huge mirrors everywhere. And it's super fancy. There's like a huge chandelier that's like crystal and gold and beautiful. And each one is different per temple, but they're always very extravagant. And you're supposed to sit there and like, just imagine being in the celestial kingdom and like pray and reflect. And that's when all your, your questions will be answered with personal revelation. Cause that's where Jesus lives. They <laughs> tell you he lives there. You can get answers. Um, so do you like when you're in the celestial room, do you talk to other people that were going through the session with you? Or are you like supposed mm. to remain silent? It depends. I I think it depends on the person. I mean, usually it's very, very quiet and there's temple workers who are like on the edge, like they're on each of the walls, basically like watching and monitoring. (laughs) They're like bouncers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it actually reminds me a lot of, um, handmade tell like where you have the, I already forget, but the, the women who like monitor the handmaid. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Um, it's like that weirdness, but then, yeah, I mean, I've seen like couples chat in there or like friends and stuff, but it's always like very whispered and quiet. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be able to take anyone seriously, like in <laughs> that get up and trying to talk to them about something. I don't know. It just, 
I can't imagine it. (laughs) I can't. Like, I, especially when you see the men as well, like, it just, I I couldn't take it seriously. And then when you walk through the celestial, like, into the celestial room, like, all these mirrors, like, I would giggle at myself (laughs) because I'm like, I can't take myself seriously. Like, I have a boot on with a robe and a green apron and some white stockings. Like, what? having to get married in that oh yeah 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 like I've I've witnessed that too I've gone into a temple oh uh, marriage or ceiling and it's like oh <laughs> yeah oh oh my gosh well this is like amazing and I don't know what I'm gonna do with these I'm so she and Chloe said she was just cleaning out all her old Mormon stuff. And that was very generous of, of you, Chloe, to package them up and mail them so that I could see them and we could talk about them. I think I'll take some sort of photos uh, of them and put them on our Instagram so that we can keep this memory alive <laughs> of yeah, the day I, I got definitely. my hands. You have to, because I feel like even if you Google it, it's just not the same as, like, actually having them in your hand oh, or, like, not. being, the like, a, a picture of them on your Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, so, Katie, yeah. Hear the words of my mouth <laughs> as we close this <laughs> episode. <laughs> Help in our navel and marrow in our bones. Celestial Jesus, hear the words of our mouth. JK, don't. Don't. You know, that gave me the creeps. And I was like, I'm suddenly at, like, like, I feel like I watched a horror movie. Yeah, it's, this was amazingly blasphemous. And I had a wonderful time discovering all of these interesting little pieces of clothing. (laughs) Oh my god. And if anyone has any more stories or examples, like do share the more the merrier on temple stories because I just think it's it's one of the most fascinating parts of Mormonism once you leave because it's so cult like. It's just it's really, really creepy. And uh yeah, more stories merrier. And a huge thank you and shout out to Chloe again. Thank you for sending us this wonderful treasure <laughs> box full of prizes might as well be Christmas I should have waited for my birthday to do this episode but I couldn't wait (laughs) oh damn it (laughs) okay well I think that about wraps it up unless you have any other final thoughts no that's it thanks again for everyone's support and love and even though we didn't get the Brody award we still are very appreciative of everyone who voted and for taking two seconds to to give us a vote. It was really nice and to share and promote. And as always, thanks for listening. And yeah, that's it. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.